Dino Bravo calling out the warrior, bro. Yeah, he went in. Yo. He sound yo, not for nothing. That nigga Rusev is a young Dino Bravo. Young Dino. Yes. That's yes. fucking crazy. But this is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your host, Nathan McFly. And shit nigga Woodrow, man. What up, what up, what up, what up? Yo, but what nigga, you gotta hear our boy Vanus Brown. Yo. The way he started it out was nasty, bro. Let's hear it. I hope your bare belly sharecroppers have a big box of tissues because there's going to be a lot of wet eyes out there when you see your 29 spineless cockroaches that you call your heroes go down in defeat against me because it's every man for himself and I'm always a winner. Beer belly sharecroppers. Shout out to Bad News Brown keeping it 100. Yo, when I seen that, oh my god, you so know what's what that? Is that? What are those? This is this right here is the promo to the 1990 Royal Rumble of all the wrestlers that are partaking within the Rumble. Right. So after that one, we have Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire. Oh yeah! Macho King Randy Savage. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, you proved yourself today, Daddy. You did, baby. And now I'm going to prove myself. I don't care if you're in there when I get there. I don't care if I got to be there all day long. I'm going to be there until I <laughs> prove myself, baby. Because <laughs> the rumble going to see you. Get your dudes, Randy Savage. Come in here, darling. Oh, we Yo, Sweet Sapphire was in love, man. But that was classic. That was some classic shit, bro. You know what? And if I I can recall correctly, this is from, you said Royal Rumble 90, right? 1990. Macho Man did good in that Rumble. He was in there for a minute. Yeah. If I can recall. I remember him being in there for a minute. He was there for a little minute, bro. It's classic, man. It's classic. Yo. Remember Rick the Modern Motel? Of course. Yeah, you like it, don't you? I know it. And untouched. And believe me, this afternoon, nobody at the Royal Rumble 
30 man. Nobody's going to touch this beautiful face. Yes, I've got it all. I've got it all, and you know it. And I'm going to prove it that not only I look good, but I am the best wrestler there is, the best looking one, and the fittest one of them all. Yo, he's another one. He was, nigga, in, that, he was in that Rumble match for a minute. He said this whole promo with a smile on his face. How can you talk and smile at the same time? He's like, yes, yes, look at me, yes. It's the arrogance. Yo, he had arrogance all over, no homo, bro. Hey. <laughs> you want to hear your man's uh, super fly? Ooh. <laughs> is in the background while Slick is saying all this doing his job. <laughs> yeah. Definitely doing his little pop locking. <laughs> um, Slick was definitely running numbers at this time. He oh definitely 100% having an illegal gambling spot. Yo, word on maybe on 145th, 145th in Amsterdam probably. Maybe an Adam Clayton. You know, you know what? There's on Adam Clayton. For sure. For shout sure. out. Yo, shout out to the $30 holler and Adam Clayton, bro. $30 that get you an answer some Reggie's out there, bro. <laughs> Remember those days? Okay, well. Ah, yeah. Went through memory lane real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this is episode 89, and this is our Royal Rumble episode. It's been leading up to a pretty interesting Royal Rumble. Sure. As we know now that Brock Lesnar is going to be number one a lot of people have him winning it and just basically squashing his way through or just going his way through the rumble and just being that dude but then you have certain characters that could come into play you got drew mcintyre keith lee maybe walter who knows as we stand 26 of the 30 competitors already been named right yes keith lee one of those names I don't think Keith Lee is one of those names. No, nah, he's not. He's but, not. But, you know, in looking at the... So, yeah. So, like Nat said, they have 26 of 30 names already already uh, that they put out there. And looking at these names, honestly, before we go into everything else, these are a lot of names of a lot of guys that's done a lot of things within the WWE. And I know a lot of times... People like to say that, you know, wrestlers don't get the opportunity and this, that, and the third, but just running through these names really quick. Samoa Joe, Kofi Kingston, The Miz, Seth Paul Rollins, you know, like Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio. These are like some big names, Kevin Owens. These are some big name dudes. A lot of these guys either won the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship. Exactly. And then you throw in Brock Lesnar, you throw in Roman Reigns. Like These are a lot of names that the WWE has built up into superstars. 
Like, these are a lot of big names in this one Royal Rumble match. And it just goes to show you how much talent is in the WWE. Yeah, bro. Definitely. Like like you just said, like, reading off these names, like, regardless of what anybody says about the product, like, they have talented individuals within this Rumble match that the four that, ha- that haven't been named could just put it over the top. Yeah, I mean, because those are, you know, what I would consider your top tier guys. But then you can you can move into, like, the King Corbins, the Dolph Ziggler's, the Rowan's, you know what I'm saying? Buddy Murphy, Braun Pe- Strowman, Shaka Norm, like, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. There's, there's, like, so many fucking names in this run. Yeah, bro, definitely. Like, this is pretty fucking impressive. It's going to be dope. Tonight's going to be really, it's really pretty dope. pretty impressive, like... You know, obviously, any of them can win it, you know, but um, I would hope Brock Lesnar doesn't. Like, for Brock, for Brock Lesnar to squash this group. It takes everything out of it. Yeah, for sure. I can see, like, a band of wrestlers coming together to eliminate Brock Lesnar and then basically just begin beefing with each other because you just have so many ways that this can go because you just have so many of your... Top tier superstars here, so yeah, yo, I'm, I'm, you're intrigued, actually, yeah, really intrigued. The fact that they threw Brock Lesnar in there just made it even more intriguing. Um, and he's coming in at number one. Like, fuck so, you. it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of stuff. I mean, the whole Rumble card itself is looking good. And one of the matches I'm, I'm looking forward to is Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo. And a lot of that has to do with Monday Night Raw and that phenomenal ladder match that him and Rey Mysterio had. I mean, we were seeing them use the ladder like if they were taking time off after this match. I mean, him doing the Hammerlock DDT on Rey Mysterio onto a ladder. Uh, Rey Mysterio doing suplexes onto a ladder to Andrade. Zelina Vega, the real MVP of that match. Climbing that ladder like she didn't care. There was no fear in her heart climbing that ladder, being on top of it, and telling Ray Mysterio, you can't come here. You gotta go through me in order to get that title. Like that that those little those little things right there are just a part of the whole act, a part of that whole heel act. I love it. I love it. You don't even have to have Andrade speak English all the time. They don't speak English when it meet when it's meant. Like for him to say something that's going to be like, oh, it's going to keep, keep you captivated into the story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was a dope match. Not for nothing. I was like, Yo, listen. Yeah, they went in. Listen, that was either their ninth or tenth match within a year. So, meaning, they've wrestled a lot. You know what I'm saying? You, you can have them probably like once a month wrestling. And this is not even counting... Uh, what they're doing for house shows. This right, is counting right, what's right. on TV and pay-per-view. Right. And a lot of people will get tired of seeing the same two go at it, but it's something about these two and their chemistry together that makes every match better. From last year when they first started um, on SmackDown, before SmackDown moved to Fox, they were having crazy matches. Rey Mysterio pulled out the Canadian Destroyer. It hasn't been seen on WWE TV in a while. Now it's being a little too overused. But still, those two and their chemistry, like I wouldn't mind seeing it one last time at WrestleMania and it being 
Maybe a retirement match. Maybe be in a retirement match for Rey Mysterio. Do a retirement versus hair. You were talking about it. LP Dangerously was talking about it. A hair match. Why not? Let him win. And Rey Mysterio would give off the mask and he could just go off to the sunset like that, bro. That would be fire. You know? That would be fire. That's a great send-off right there. <clears throat> then, you, then you're like, you know what? He's the new dude. You know what I'm saying? He's the new Lucha Libre type wrestler that could be what I did. You know, like, Rey Mysterio won the WWE Championship, won the World Heavyweight Championship in WWE. I could see Andrade doing that within a year or two. For sure. You know? Or maybe Rey just comes back as, like, a, a leader of a stable, and he just doesn't wrestle. He just talks his shit. I think a new LWO right now will be, I hate to say it, R.I.P. Eddie, but a lot better than that old L LWO. Call it the cartel. Bang! <laughs> nah, they can't. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Because the cartel is real deal. Holy shit. It's a real live thing. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll look into that. We'll we'll give you we'll give you a, a Spanish word for that group. <laughs> that's like that's like a bunch of Italians having the having mafia. A group called the mafia. Yeah, it's, it's been done. done. It's been done. FBI. Full blooded Italians. Hey, <laughs> that's what they call themselves. <laughs> hey, what's the matter with you? Forget about it. Forget about it. But uh, another thing on Raw, we got new tag team champs. Gabagoo. Yeah, I know. We got a new tag team champs. And that was I, a dope fucking match. That was a great match. I do want to talk about that. The, Vi the, Viking, the Viking Raiders, they're dope. They're dope. They were just ha hampered by fucked up names. They can't use War Raiders. War Raiders was a really dope name. But I like how they try to mix both names together. All good. But I was thinking in that match, like, why wouldn't it be AOP? You know, AOP is the tag team of the stable. You know, so I was just like, damn, why would it? But the thing is, they needed something, at least for Seth Rollins, not to get into that main event scene just yet. Like, he just formed this stable. So, like, start from the ground up. Why not have him be a tag team champ? I'm, now I'm totally cool with it. After, like, kind of, like, reprocessing the whole thing, Buddy needed, Buddy needed a title. Seth needed a title that wasn't a main title. So it looks good. And this could probably build some type of animosity within the crew months down. If they want to, you know, break it up. I mean, I see it a little differently. Um, Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins sold every single move that the Viking Raiders did. Like, they make the Viking Raiders look so fucking good. In yeah, that fucking match. Like that match was so good, not only because, well, only because of the way that the Viking Raiders were performing, right? Mm. Because you kind of already know and expect what you're gonna get from Rollins. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've been seeing a lot of Buddy Murphy lately, so we know what we're getting from Buddy Murphy. But that match just made every single move that the Viking Raiders did look so much better, right? Like, and, you know, the big man flips and dives and all that shit, like, that shit just looks so ill, right? They are ill. I'm not, I'm not taking nothing away from them. Their only fucking issue is... Talk to me. You can't be the Viking Raiders. 
and compete in what's going on right now within WWE. Because it just seems like this era is one, which it just makes The Fiend so unique. Because it just seems like this era is all about, like, kind of realism. Like, everybody so you just can't have a themselves. character that. You can't have, like... You can have a character, but you can't be, like, gimmick-based, right? Okay. Because but it's, you, it's working for some. I mean, other than The Fiend, who is it, like, truly, truly working for, like, on, on that level? On that level, The Fiend... Who's it? All right, so let's see. I mean, let's you have the Fiend, you have the Viking Raiders. Like, who else do you have that has like that type of gimmick? That, but see, the thing is, the first name that came to mind for me, he's not in WWE. Who it's is Marty he? Skull? Like him? No, you see, that's what I'm saying. Marty Skull, he's the villain, but he's still Marty Skull. Yeah, but it's just the way he 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 personifies that villain character. You know what I mean? It's just the the way. His mannerisms, the way he talks and moves, it's all villainesque. You know what I mean? What I'm saying is, what type of personality do the Viking Raiders have? They have like a Viking mentality. Yeah, that, right? that's all it really. So they just. But the thing is, so it, it's not really about them interacting with, with other wrestlers because there's not going to be no interaction there. Yeah, but what they're missing in order for that to take it to the next level is Mike skills. No. Yes, there is. You don't need to really have... Oldham, what's his name? Roman doesn't have any mic skills, right? But he has a character that he can just go out there and be dark and just be, like, kind of crazy. Yeah, but if you're... But he doesn't have to have, like, excellent mic skills. Okay, but if you're coming coming into the ring with all all this gear and all this shit, you have to to present yourself in a way that's going to translate on the mic so that when people hear you, just like The Fiend. All right. You know what I'm saying? But it's not The... We're not getting The Fiend. We're getting getting Bray Wyatt. All right. But The Fiend can't have a character. Okay. The Fiend doesn't have a mic. I understand. So tell me... But Bray Wyatt, whatever he does as like the happy-go-lucky Firefly Funhouse guy... Translates into the fiend. No, all right, all right. no, no, no. Don't spin it. So tell I'm me not, no, what, I'm not trying to spin it. Tell me what what the Viking Raiders how what personality would they have that they can interact with what's going on with WWE right now. Say that again. Say that again. What personality or what character can they have on the mic that will mesh with what's going on in WWE right now? Like, who can you see them feuding with based on their character? Based on their character? I can see them feuding with AOP. So you just have some... You have two... Like mercenaries. Mercenaries. Mafia-type immigrants. (laughs) I mean, that's what they are. And that's what they're giving. They're speaking in their language. They... Whatever. Versus two dudes who think they're Vikings. But they... Outside of that, they live that supposed Viking lifestyle, which is fine. But what I'm just saying is, there's there's really no there's no way to there's like, no bridge. You don't there. expect the berserker to like beef with anybody. He's just gonna be the berserker, yeah. right? And whatever comes to him, then he'll be able to feud with or do whatever. And it's the same thing with them, where they needed to have these open challenge matches. Because there was really no way for them to get into the mix with that fucking gimmick. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're actually really dope. 
that people like them, but it's like there's really not much you can do with some fucking Viking Raiders because really there's no there's no fucking there's, there's no, no there's no opening to present like any type of mic skills. Like what are you gonna do? You're gonna just shout on the fucking mic? Like because that's no, that's they, what they do. But see, like they, they have they they have to do something else. Bushwhackers. This is a perfect example. Who was the Bushwhackers really beefing with? Who were they gonna come out and start beefing with? How were they gonna into Exactly? But they just were what they were, right? Yeah. So and the the fucking Viking Raiders so are would thirty it be different? times better than So would it be different if they had a voice, if they had a manager? It probably would. Right? It probably would. Somebody that can navigate them through the fucking through the different um tag teams throughout WWE because they're dope. So they are dope. So basically they're they're cage animals and need to be told when to go. They have a dope finisher. They have dope chemistry. They're fucking Oh, they're fire, dude. Even you don't even, they, even got to say in their entire entrance and all that shit. The what they how they pose after they win, like all that shit is they dope. They need somebody else to talk for them. If they had somebody they else need talking something. If, I feel like if they had somebody else talking for them, they could still do what they do. Just like, case in point, the Head Shrinkers or the Wild Samoans, they always had somebody talking for them. Like the Wild Samoans had Captain Lou Albano. Exactly. You know, who like, are the Wild Samoans I, I found these guys from... Who is Kamala going to be with? Nobody. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, he beefed with The Undertaker and got scared. <laughs> exactly but I know I know I know so I just like I see them actually winning the belts back pretty soon I don't know man I Again, don't know I feel like Doe and Rollins and Buddy Murphy really have like you said like why not AOP because at the end of the day Buddy Murphy and Rollins have no business holding the tag team titles but they needed opinion. it but they needed it I don't think they needed it the crew in itself think, needed that I think the Viking Raiders needed some type of momentum where now they would have to do something to put themselves in a position to get the belts back. Okay. Instead of people, instead of people having to go to them, now they have to go and chase. Now they have to go and get it. So my thing is another thing I, I forgot to mention about AOP. Like they just came back and they still haven't really had a solid match. So I feel like they need to build themselves up while they're building themselves up. If Seth and Buddy lose those titles back over to the Viking Raiders, right? Then you could probably start building a match between them and AOP. While AOP has matches and builds like some type of credibility. Because there has to be something there. They can't just be thrusted into a fucking championship match. Right or wrong? For AOP? Yeah. I agree. You know? I agree. They need they definitely need more. AOP definitely needs more than being given. Because they already are in a nice position. Yeah. They were given a nice opportunity. Now they need to like come in and build more, definitely. But again, like they're kind of going to be in the same position that kind of the Viking Raiders are in. Yeah. Viking Warriors. All right, so let, let's build them up and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was a good deep dive right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got pretty... Uh, pretty uh, <laughs> I got pretty emotional when it came to the biking race. <laughs> um, for some reason, like seeing big dudes do flips and 
Him makes you want to do ropes and doing all that shit. Like it just it makes you respect the respect the craft, respect the game, man. So shout out to them. Word up. Word. Another thing on Raw. It gave Rick Ricochet the spotlight. Meaning he was in I would say a pretty pretty important segment. When it came to like you know talking shit with with Brock and Paul Heyman, I felt like he was scared, bro. Like he's never had that type of spotlight on him, and he was just basically memorizing lines. There was no emotion, no action towards the lines, nothing. He ain't put nothing into it, and that shit it was stupid. To be honest with you, they should know that he's not ready for that. He's too good of a talent to just be thrusted into that position and be like, yo, do your thing. If you're going to tell him do your thing, let him go off script, bro. See what happens then. They let fucking Austin go off script when he won the King of the Ring. All that shit wasn't scripted, what he said. Wow. Really? Yeah, bro. All that shit wasn't scripted, what he said. He went off script. They gave him the go. All right, you think you could do it? Then go. That's what I think they need to do with Ricochet. I feel like he can't just be given lines and then, you know, interject them out to the audience because I feel like he's just going to go word for word. Like, hey, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh. That just sounds crazy, bro. And then Brock Lesnar kicks him in the balls and everything is done. I ain't scared. Or he said some shit like that. Like He's like, are you scared? Yeah, I know. He's like, I challenge you to a match right now. After Brock hit him, then Brock picked up the mic and said, I ain't scared. <laughs> yeah, I hate Brock Lesnar's voice. Can I say that? Yo, I fucking hate... Yo, Brock Lesnar, I hate your fucking voice. Like, Why? Because he... Brock Lesnar sounds like he's 5'8". <laughs> works at the DEP. Department of Environmental Protection. <laughs> For people that didn't know. <laughs> like, he does not sound like a nigga that look like Brock Lesnar. Well, fucking Tamatanga doesn't sound like a nigga that look like Tamatanga, bro. I, I'm not going to lie. I want to say Tamatanga be listening to this podcast because I heard him put a little bass in his voice. When he, was, he put out a video about the, the Bullet Club weekend. Which, oh man, yo! Listen, weekend. if oh, you weren't, yeah, if you weren't in uh, New Jersey for that for the first ever Bullet Club block party, I suggest you get your ass over to Tampa and go to that next block party because it's a beach party. Is that today? No, no, no. It's uh the the day of WrestleMania. Oh, WrestleMania! That, I thought it was yeah, no, no, it's during WrestleMania weekend. All right, so he he put out a video of him talking about it, and he was like. Here, check out my spot. We got everything going on here. Yeah. You like this? Look at this. So I was fucking with him. He put a little bass in his voice. Shout out to the real, the real leader of the Bullet Club. Real quick, you saw Enzo put out a statement? Yeah, and then it got retracted. What do you mean? No, you know, he, he talked about how they offered him 25, you know, 25,000 to fight Tamatanga. Supposedly, that was never offered. Like, the, the the promotion 
that supposedly offer it came out like nigga, we ain't offer you shit. So he was bullshitting. Like yo, we ain't offer you shit. The only the only offer he got was Josh Barnett offering his platform of Bloodsport in order to make that match happen. That was it. There was no money involved, and he probably didn't even talk to the promotion that that does Bloodsport. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, my nigga, like yo, you've been getting called out, bro. For when you're seeing shit, like, yo, you're doing the Hogan. H- Hogan, all right, he's fucking 68 years old, 70, whatever it is, talking out his ass and might say things that are 50% true. You out here doing this shit in your 30s. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, listen. I, I, Certified, bona fide dickhead. You know? <laughs> and you can't beat that. And I, I'm just I, I'm I, I start I start thinking like if that if these guys are coming out and saying they didn't do this for you they didn't do that for you yo start showing some receipts bro on Enzo on Enzo's on Enzo's way like yo show them like yo these niggas offer me this these niggas are just you know out here trying to just get some clout doing it for the clout baby. That's Shout what they doing it for. Shout out to Cicero. <laughs> Cesaro. I feel like that's what Enzo needs to do because if he felt so comfortable in saying that and displaying a amount that they supposedly offered him, show those fucking receipts, my nigga. Because, yo, they, they quick to shit on Enzo, bro. Quick to shit on that nigga. And you know why they quit the shit on him? Because they're hating at the fact he did so much in such little time. That's all it is. They're hating on the fact that he did so much in so such little time. In regards to what's happening between him and Tama, you know, maybe you came in there, you know, high-tailing, like, yo, listen, I'm that nigga. I, was, I came from this promotion. Like, listen to what I got to say. But guess what? Who's making that promotion money? It's not you. It's Tom and the Bullet Club. And whatever else is in New Japan and ROH at the moment. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to basically, you know, pick and choose your battles. And if you're going over to something new, you can't just go in there without, you know, with your chin up high. Like, yo, you got to make sure that everything is, you know, copacetic. No, right or wrong? Big facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is not where you came from. This is a whole different environment. Fax machine. Another thing, since we're already in the, the New Japan ROH realm, so Marty Skull staying with ROH. Has a nice, nice, nice fat check. Big old bag coming to him. You know what I'm saying? And one of the things he said is that he wants to... Basically, kind of bridge the gap between ROH and AEW, which has been pretty broken since they left. Just the way they left and how they took some of their stars with them when they left. So ROH is a little, eh, I don't know about that yet. But he's trying to mend that gap. And he's going to be able to do New Japan shows. So not only Chris Jericho, but Marty Skull is going to try to mend that bridge as well. And they also have the same type of riff as ROH. Like, yo, these niggas came in and basically used our name. Stolen Valor. 
Shout out to Sergeant Slaughter. We'll get to that soon. We'll get to that soon. Big chin, head ass. <laughs> but everybody's like, oh, why don't all three promotions get together and just host big events? Meaning ROH, New Japan, AEW. Plus the NWA. So that means we got four. Right? But my thing is this. Four promotions, four bosses, let's just say eight riders, two of each. You're not going to be able to do anything. You're not going to be able to do anything at all. Who's going to sell for who? Whose champion is going to lose? How's it going to make that look for the champion of that organization? You know what I'm saying? And then it's like the wrestling fans come into to this whole thing and it's like, all right. They're going to just start shitting on the other company and shitting on. They're not going to be able. Those four companies are not going to be able to come together with four different bosses and go against one boss, which is Vince McMahon. I mean, I think they would do it more like in the interest of whoever their top stars are. Yeah, but you can't. You would want to see like maybe some of your top stars from ROH. In AEW, maybe AEW having some of their stars go over to ROH, go over to New Japan, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Like, maybe get something like that going. I get what you're saying, too, because it's like, then who goes over and what? But I just think, like, I just think at the end of the day, it's all AEW that gets the, it's going to get the better of this deal. Yeah. It's just a bigger promotion. Um and at the end of the day, maybe AEW and also whatever wrestlers are involved. Like, it's always a better look for them to go to another promotion and get more exposure yeah. and shit. Do, no, no, definitely. But do you see anybody from those other three promotions actually being a champion in AEW and being exposed that way? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a lot of wrestlers, a lot of possibilities. Um. <clears throat> like imagine what about you what do you think like I, I, I start thinking I was about to say imagine Marty Skull going in as ROH champion to defend his championship title for title or some shit like that with an AEW champ whoever it may be at the moment maybe it'll be Jericho maybe it'll be Moxley who knows Ugh. You think AEW would want to do something like that? You know, like that—that's the thing. Is like, where where do you go? Like, where what does this partnership do? Does it only give you two, three events a year, where you could like promote it heavily, promote it, and probably put it somewhere like the Staples Center or or some 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 you know, just like let's just say. I mean, you know what I mean, I can see more of them giving their their wrestlers free range to jump from other promotions, and obviously to make some money off that. But ultimately, it being all about AEW and not about any of those other promotions. Yeah, and then it's like, what are those super shows going to get you? They get you one or two shows a year, and then what are you doing for the rest of the year? Sucking dick, eating pussy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shout out to Tupac. Yeah, but you feel what I'm trying to say? But they get like, yo, that's not going to do nothing. It's not going to do much. There has to be one... King within that whole shit, bro. If they put all four promotions together, there's a lot of wrestlers out of fucking work. 
I'll tell you that. Because yeah. they ain't keeping everybody. A lot of motherfuckers out of work. Of course. You know what I'm saying? They're so, not going to do that. How about we just enjoy everybody individually, get those little, you know, special events as NXT did because they're a double brand now, you know? NXT, NXT UK, your Worlds Collide was fucking phenomenal. And that match between Undisputed Era and Imperium should have been a Survivor Series match. All I got to say. That shit was fucking phenomenal, bro. Who won that? Imperium. Mm. Walter. Walter and his friends. Undisputed Era has been on a little losing streak lately. A little something, because uh, shout out to the boy Keith Lee. For real. And the new the North Texas American champion. champion. Oh, no, they, they, they lost the Dusty, in the Dusty Rose Classic. They attacked Yeah, yeah, they lost because of, because of Imperium. Imperium! Yeah, they fired. Yo, I like how when they say Walter, instead of like saying the W, they pronounce the V the Walter! Mm, they do that. That's that Russian shit? That, that's, that's that German shit. He's Austrian. Oh, he's German. He's from Austria. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, very good. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, we're dicks, bro. <laughs> now, I was going to say, that's, this is kind of equivalent of like, us doing like, si, senor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's speak English. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. That is good stuff. Oh, another thing in the news front. We didn't even talk about this because supposedly it was squashed about Vince and Pat Patterson acting unusual at Rocky Johnson's funeral, bro. Listen, come on. Listen, these motherfuckers are not gonna come in to the funeral of the Rock's dad. Drunk talking shit. Well, and even happened? if they were talking shit, that's part of like that carny lifestyle, bro. All right, hold on. But what happened? Um, Vince McMahon said something. I guess there wasn't. I guess they said like respectful towards Rocky Johnson, and then he strutted off on his million dollar walk. You know, like his arms flapping at off the, of the funeral. Yeah, and then, uh, but who reported this? Supposedly, it was Davy Boy Smith. But then, in the beginning, it was Billy Graham. Superstar Billy Graham has just been... I think it's been Aggie. He's just been a hater since he lost the title in, like, what, 70-fucking-five? I don't know what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the family came out and said, nah, it was cool. Everybody's good. Nobody felt disrespected. Maybe what he said was a joke. Between the both of them and the guy's dad, and it might have seen like a little like, oh, maybe you shouldn't have said that. Did they actually say what the joke was? Nah, I mean, I don't even know to be honest with you, bro. Yeah, I kind of I was looking for something. I didn't see anything about what exactly what said or what was done. Um, but I know at my funeral, typing the guy I am. I would have mad jokes, and I'm sure people would just be like, yo, this thing is to say this. You know what he said? That. You know what he said? He said, Rocky did one good thing in life. He married Ada, meaning um, The Rock's mom, and had some kids. Then he did his work. He, then he did his work and strut off the platform and sat down. That was it. 
Oh, like, I guess he spoke. He, the way he spoke is like the only thing that Rocky Johnson did good in life was marry who he married because then he had a, he had some kids, meaning he had The Rock and he was fine after that. Like he right, didn't have right. to do anything else for the rest of his life. And then he did the, the Vince McMahon yeah, the, the Vince McMahon strut. But I feel like that's like an inside joke. I don't I don't know I don't know if it's not an inside joke. I'm sorry for saying that, but. Well, it doesn't sound disrespectful or it doesn't sound like anything. It just sounds like kind of acknowledging like this guy was a fucking, this guy, he, he was who he was and probably one of the best thing he did was was marry this this woman and have kids with her. Like, Maybe people took it out of, content, out of content. Which, of course, will always happen, especially in this day and age where anything could be misconstrued and and fucking interpreted how how people want it to be interpreted. So, shout well, out to Vince. Yeah, and then they say Pat Patterson is suffering from like, you know, memory loss and shit like that. But he's fucking like seventy five or something or eighty one. Pat Patterson's eighty one. How old when, is Vince? Vince is getting there, bro. Vince is like seventy eight. I was gonna say. Let's see. How old is Vince McMahon? I say he's like seventy nine. 74, we're both wrong. 74, really? Está viejito. Está viejito. Está viejito el hombre, pero yo, dude, he still, he still looks like he could run the, the XFL. XFL starting in two weeks. Crazy. Seen that. Crazy. But um, back to the Rumble. Let's get back to the Rumble. What do you see happening at the Rumble? Um... <clears throat> I honestly I don't know which is pretty good I know right it's like so unpredictable it can go a lot of different ways and the, and the ways in which it can go is pretty interesting I'll be honest there was like this little sheet that I, definitely a fake sheet where they had Kane winning the rumble and shit going around in the internet I hope not. but then they had also had a part of that sheet was Brock is number one, Kane Velasquez number two. And then they would throw them throw themselves out together, right? <laughs> That's the only thing I agree with on that sheet. Well, I mean where you could build towards that match, because on the real on the real side of shit, Kane Velasquez fucked up Brock Lesnar. On the WWE side of shit, not so much. You know, not so much, but Brock Lesnar won that match. So why not? Shout out to LP Dangerously because we talked about this on, I forgot what episode, but we talked about how they should have a UFC match between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley because they both have UFC history. Bellator, whatever it is, it's all MMA. But what about them two, Cain Velasquez, Brock Lesnar, in a UFC top, in a UFC style match for WrestleMania. I think that'll be fire. I mean, at one point, we do need to see Brock. That could be an opener. Nah. You know why that could be an opener? Let me tell you this. You know why? Either the opener or main event. You know why? Because they're going to have to have a different ring. They can't have a four-sided 20 by 20 there. Shout out to the 20 by 20 podcast. <laughs> but... <laughs> They can't have that. They're going to have to have an octagon. So the whole thing of like building up and re redoing all that shit, 
Unless you do it outside. We're in Tampa. It's probably going to be like 75 degrees, 80 degrees. Have a fucking octagon, either outside or inside. You're in a football stadium, bro. You know what I'm saying? There's stuff that could happen. I mean, if you're going to do it like that and you're going to go to that extreme... And then you're, you're saying it's a real thing, right? Yeah. Like it's a real shoot fight between them. Then why not have uh, why not just have UFC host it themselves? There you go. And it could be. It won't there be on go. WrestleMania though. No, it has to be on WrestleMania, bro. It has to. It has to. And then you bring Joe Rogan for commentary. Basic Joe Rogan. Bridge the gap, bro. Bridge the fucking gap. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, King Velasquez, according to the Vegas odds, is an 11-2. to two. Yeah, he better not win this shit, though. So, I nah. mean, he has a pretty good chance. He's definitely up there in um, Vegas fields. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, guess what? You know who they have as the favorite. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the favorite. To go to go against the Fiend. One to two odds. That's, a, that's what they've been talking about it. And Brock Lesnar's at a two to one odds. Surprisingly, Drew McIntyre's up there. Yes. He should be. And just really quick, some notable because you know Vegas is funny. They have CM Punk at a six to one odds. Jesus Lord. To win the Rumble. May he hopefully not enter the Rumble. They have Tyson Fury at a twenty five to one odds. Yo, stay in England. To win the Rumble. They even have, like, Tomasa Ciampa's name is in there. Um, okay. Samoa Joe's at 40 to 1 odds. Yes. That's the bet I'm taking. That's that's pretty good payback. But um, The Rock <laughs> at 45 to 1 odds. He's been, he's been at the odds for the past the five years, and he hasn't wrestled in, like, seven. Lars Sullivan. Oh, it's putting the odds on uh, Vegas is putting the odds on Lars Lars Sullivan. I don't even know the yeah. Rumble fifty to one odds. They even got motherfucking Conor McGregor on this shit. Yo, listen, seventy to one odds of winning the Royal Rumble. But Conor Conor isn't the same Conor anymore, from what I've seen in his last match, which is great because he has to get back to his roots in order to win. Everybody can say what they want to say that, you know, he fought somebody that wasn't up to his standards. He still, basically it was a tryout fight at 170. You know what I'm saying? And the guy he fought, is he's, he's no slouch. I mean, Cowboy's bro, no slouch. He fought another man and he beat him with a shoulder. Those and I asked, shoulder hits were crazy. Shout out to our boy Jay. Who's in this lifestyle of MMA? I asked him, like, yo, have you seen that before? Just somebody using their shoulder as a tactic. He's like, it's it's been seen, but not used in that. Like to, he broke his nose. Yo, dude. It wasn't it wasn't used to that to that severity, my nigga. Like, he came in and he did something different. And this is the thing with Connor. Like, yo, people could hate. Because he talked all the shit and he's about that shit. But yo, listen, let him talk his shit and do what he gotta do. Yes, he needs to fight people at that at that level, but you gotta remember, like he fought Nick Diaz, he beat him and he lost. He it, let him fight Khabib, let him fight Usman. Usman is a fucking beast. He's gonna fight Mayweather. Nah, man, I want him to get stick. another bag. 
Nah, I want him to stick with MMA and show his dominance if he if it's still there. You know what I'm saying? If it's still there. Can you see him and Brock Lesnar going at it? <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. But um, yeah, and then they got like other people like Velveteen Dream at seventy to one, Dolph Ziggler at a hundred to one. But who do you have? Who do you have winning? And who's your dark horse? I mean, all our favorite, I do see Roman Reigns winning. Okay. And getting back into that circle. You know, getting back into contention of the heavyweight title. Um, again, I as I said, it can go all these different ways. I really hope Cain Velasquez doesn't win. I hope Tyson Fury isn't in the match. Um, but honestly, I would love to see Brock Lesnar win and then challenge the Fiend. That would be that would just be my, you know, I've been I've been championing this whole um, unified title shit already. Yeah. Um, you know, even with all those superstar names that I named, and you know. I, I guess I, I, I would understand if somebody sees a, a purpose for a secondary title having two heavyweight championships, but I would love to see Brock Lesnar go at the Fiend. And unify everything. I mean, maybe he doesn't win. What if? But he at least challenges for it. Let me put out this what if, though. What if Brock Lesnar wins? Cuts a crazy promo afterwards. Drops... The WWE title, like you know what? Nobody could, do, nobody could come at me for this. I'm gonna leave it here in the ring. Have you a tournament for whoever wants this title? I'm coming for the feet. Cause I want that title. That would be hard. You know what I'm saying? That would be hard. But then again, it's like, damn, you're gonna treat the WWE title like that and make the Universal title the title. I don't know. I would just love to see Brock Lesnar understand that he's not the only person. He's not the only person at the top. He's sharing that that spotlight with the Fiend. And unless he defeats the Fiend, then he's not the top dog. Mm. That's just my opinion. Okay. Well, so I would love to see Brock Lesnar win. Who I'd like to see win. The Rumble. I like to see Drew McIntyre win the Rumble. I roll. Nah, man. I would like to see Drew McIntyre win the Rumble. I feel like he can really deliver against Brock Lesnar. Who is my dark horse? Who I really want to win? You already know. Because they had a fire match. I just want him... I know who you want to win. To prolong that story, bro. I would want him to throw out Brock Lesnar and then win it and say, I want my rematch. Samoa Joe. Oh, I thought you were going to say PCO. <laughs> <laughs> That's your favorite wrestler right there, bro. The French-Canadian really. Frankenstein. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I feel like they have... A story ready in place for them two to go at it. 
That's just me. Like, if you're not going to put him and Kevin Owens as a tag team and then win the tag titles at some point, yo, let him and Brock go go at it, bro. Let him and Brock go at it. Yo, they had, I think it was like a 10-minute match at Great Balls of Fire two, three years ago, I think it was. And it was dope. From the beginning of the bell to the end, it was fire. The fucking, the promos and, and the little interactions leading up to the match was crazy. This nigga was coming out of nowhere, putting Brock in chokeholds, making him turn purple. Yo, the story's there. Shout out to Samoa Joe. Story is there. Please, I do not want to see Samoa Joe. Why not? Because then I think Samoa Joe would just be Kofi. See, they can't do he that. He would just though. be Daniel Bryan. You know, like, he would just be... Well, maybe not Daniel Bryan, but just just the way I view Kofi's title reign. It's just like, who's next? I'll run through him. Who's next? You know, just like... So what is the champion supposed to do? He's supposed to lose as soon as he wins. Supposed to command that shit. Supposed to be the top fucking dog. But this is what I think. Samoa Joe is not the top dog. Why not make him the top dog? Because he's not though. Why not? Because I don't. Why not? Because he just doesn't command that right now, bro. He's partnering up with fucking Kevin Owens. They have matching fucking merch shirts like. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Dude, like, they can make him the top dog. No. They and get him back to being Samoa Joe, who he really is. That's He's solidified, bro. He's obviously it's fucking Samoa Joe. But in 2020, when it comes to beating Brock Lesnar, if it's Samoa Joe, it's just like we've seen that before. So then you think there should be somebody new. And that's why, that's why I think somebody, Matt- Either somebody new... Or there's just some substance into why this person wins. If it's just Samoa Joe winning to challenge Brock Lesnar to beat him and then to fucking just go on this six-month title reign of him just beating random people, I don't know. I, I just... Maybe I just look too deep into it or maybe I just want... I want to recapture some feeling that I think I'll recapture if it goes a particular way, but... I just don't see Samoa Joe giving that title any type of relevance in in 2020. I feel like his mic work is going to make it relevant, man. Like, yo, he's fire on the mic. Everything he says, people are listening. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I understand the whole Kofi thing. I'm not saying it was wrong last year because, to be honest, it was the right move to make. But what a lot of people have been saying and what we said, it didn't seem not only real, but it didn't seem like it mattered because it was it was still fun and games. I feel like with Samoa Joe, it's not going to be fun and games. Just the way he talks on the mic, like he commands the presence. And, he, and he's hardcore, bro. Like I feel like he... And he could really do that if he's the person to be Brock Lesnar and he comes out here talking his shit with his swag and everything, bro. The person that beats Samoa Joe is going to be made. Just like the person that beats Brock Lesnar is going to be made. You know what I'm saying? You got you got to you got to transfer that energy and I don't think 
a lot of people are able to transfer that energy, like that Brock Lesnar has, of that like unstoppable force. I feel like the way, like I said, and I keep going back to that match, the way that match was, I feel that if Samoa Joe does something a little different in a singles match with Brock Lesnar and just keeps it physical the way he did, he could transfer that energy of Brock Lesnar over to him and just him being himself on that mic, commanding the respect. Whoever beats Samoa Joe for that title is going to be made. But you got you, you to gotta keep it going. That's why I want Samoa Joe there. Okay. Okay. I roll. <laughs> roll your eyes as much as you want. Again, shout out to Samoa Joe, man. 2020? I don't know. Well, tonight we have the Royal Rumble, so we'll see what happens. Of course, you know, Samoa Joe is not going to win. Who cares? Um, Real quick, um, has Rollins and Roman Reigns come face-to-face with each other since the... Not so, on, not on a heel baby face. So there's a there's a chance, there's an opportunity here during this rumble where we can see Roman Reigns and Rollins face off with each other. Um, we can possibly even see that developing into a feud. That'll be that would be awesome. You know, like if Roman Reigns doesn't win it, I see maybe something like that coming about. Okay. You know. Um, let's see what else I have. Quick, I I did want to get into uh, Rusev and Bobby Lashley. I don't know if you're off the rumble. Or oh, um, so <clears throat> again, I'm loving this whole Rusev Bobby Lashley. I'm done. You're done. I'm All done. Right. Well, I'm not. I'm I'm not. I'm done. I feel like there's there's a lot more where this can go. Um. The whole thing with Bobby Lashley and Rusev, I think it's just like, it's some real life shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's some real life situations going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine a dude come through, steal your queen. Now it's his queen. He's showing up to events, making videos with Shorty, laid up in the hotel and shit, just wilding. Now that's your queen, all right? And then you got Shorty, your queen, talking extra spicy about you, <laughs> going in on, on all your dirty laundry and shit, talking about she wanted divorce. But you're not with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not, you're not with just giving up on your queen. That's your queen. Like, you're not just going to give up on her that easy. But he gave up on her already. No, he didn't. He's still fighting for her. Nigga, he had like 20 matches with fucking Bobby Lashley. Fucking TLC matches. Your man is hopping out of fucking wedding cakes. Beating niggas up. Like, he's going hard for his queen. You know what I'm saying? Dirtying his Jordan mids. <laughs> like, he's going super hard for his queen. He's I not ready to give that up. I, I feel like... Now he's even having mixed tag matches and with the done. dude I and his like queen. It's done. It's done. With him... And his queen's ex. It's done. It's, it's done. not done, bro. This is some real life situations going on, man. I think it's You telling me you would not fight for your queen like that? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to tell me if your queen just wasn't trying to go with some other dude? Goodbye. You wouldn't like fight for your queen? I'll send you divorce papers. We out. I'm done. You know I wouldn't even. No, no, no. This is a pendejo status, bro. He's well, he he's going into pendejo status, Vonnegut. Well, Nathan, there's some there's some kings out there that are willing to fight for their queens <laughs> in listen, this type of situation. Listen, you you over there ch- chilling with um the nigga with no fucking eyebrows, yo, I'm done. I'm out, my nigga. Young Villanueva? Yo, young Villanueva, I am out, my nigga. I mean, honestly, shout out to WWE again for continuing a storyline, you know, building matches off of it. Again, like Bobby Lashley and Rusev had a bunch of different types of matches. And Rusev lost every one of them. Now they're bringing in the mixed tag matches to it. I mean, this is going to go all the way to WrestleMania, of course. Oh, my God. Of course. I mean, and and why not? Six minutes of nothing. And why not? I'll take it. Six minutes of nothing. I'll take it, man. I'll take it. I'm not with it. And honestly, I can definitely see this ending with Rusev and Lana getting back together. Nah, do not give them the Macho Man fucking Miss Elizabeth treatment. They don't. They don't deserve it. I'm sorry. They're gonna get back together. I mean, you know, because Macho Man wasn't even that spicy with with Sherry on his corner. When people go through things together and are able to. Overcome these things. Yo, stop it. And stop it. Come together. Oh God. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a it's an absolute beautiful thing, man. So shout out to one of the best storylines going on in WWE in some time. Um I mean we got we got we got matches, we got TLC matches, we got Weddings out of it. We got mixed tag matches out of it. Like this shit is this shit is it's a lot going on here. I roll. And this shit has been going on since what fucking September. I roll. I'm done. I, after he lost the mix the mixed tag match, I'm I'm more than done already, bro. Because it's like, when is he gonna get his just dudes off of that at all? Basically, you just let you let you let wifey. Pour herself to another dude. Yeah. That's all it is. You're not getting anything out of it. I mean, he's getting his name in the spotlight. I guess so. You know what I'm saying? Like, and again, it's just it's just a gimmick. Like, there's no belts involved. There's no, like, this is just a personal issue that they have going on that they're pushing. And like, like I said, shout out to Rusev. <laughs> shout out to Bobby Lashley. And shout out to Lana. And what's wow. the other shorty's name now involved? Liv Morgan. Shout out to Liv. She's fire. She's bad. Yes. She's a little baddie. Yeah. I fucks with her. Enzo's ex. Nice eats. Word? Yeah. And you can't beat, beat that. That's <laughs> <laughs> that what's up. Yo, you watching the Rumble tonight, right? Yeah, I'm watching the Rumble tonight. Um... Shout out to the Javateers. They got their viewing event going on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, real quick before we get out of here. You you brought up uh, a particular large chin dude. Oh. Supposedly, Sergeant Slaughter. Not supposedly. He, 
Yeah. That's pretty. <laughs> um, he was never a sergeant. So he said he was a sergeant. No, he talks about like I even heard him on podcasts talk about like his time in Vietnam and all his other shit and how you know like after that is when he got into wrestling and you know he wrestled in high school, but people were like putting the timeline together and they're like, yo, you started in AWA, I think it was like 72, 73, they say he started. 72. But then he said he got out of the armed forces in like 74. 73. Yeah, it just, it doesn't... Yeah, yeah. But this is wrestling, right? He kept kayfabe alive. Can we really be mad at that? I'm not mad at it. Whatsoever. Like, if you found out the junkyard dog was not a dog, or never even been in a junkyard, <laughs> are you going to be upset about that? Would you be upset that the repo man wasn't going through your crib and stealing shit? <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. If, but the, they, if the demolition man never... You know what I did? <laughs> never demolition. came out in S&M costumes? Demolition <laughs> that thing. <laughs> Yo, but you know what it is is that he kept it alive to the point where like he was telling stories about being in war you know what I'm saying like this thing was telling stories about being in a war and he wasn't there and then Right now, I go back to my childhood, and I think of G.I. Joe cartoons. I'm like, yo, whenever they were in trouble, they called for Sergeant Slaughter. Like, now I was like, damn, my nigga, like. I mean, again, he's just hip-hop and wrestling just having just so much correlation. Yes. Um, these rappers yes. out here. Yes. He Takashi the whole shit. <laughs> <laughs> telling war stories and shit. Talking about times they was locked up, or they did this, or they did that. Only Yo. to find out they ain't do this or that. Yo. And they out here just spitting, <laughs> just rapping. Sergeant Slaughter is Takashi, bro. He's Takashi 6ix9ine. Yo, back in the 70s. <laughs> He's Takashi 73. <laughs> and that's the name of this pod, bro. That's the name of this episode. Takashi 73. Yo. I mean, yo, again, shout out to Sergeant Slaughter. For doing what he had to do yeah. to keep the to keep his gimmick going, to keep the cake. Definitely, going. definitely, definitely. I truly appreciate it. Not for nothing. We joke on it, on what's going on, but like, come on. Like seriously, like you're gonna charge this guy with that shit? You're fucking retarded. I mean, it's not a oh, fucking it's, say that word. it's not a crime, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's disrespectful and you know, it's not it's obviously frowned upon. Because yo, bro, I don't know if you ever seen on YouTube, they got mad videos of like real Marines and army dudes like checking dudes that they see like with certain like uniforms on in the street. They'll walk up to them like, oh, what what, what group were you a part of? What year you was out there? And if they don't got good answers, like they'll run up on them and tell them like, yo, strip that shit. Take that shit off. Take your fatigues off. Like, I know people do take this like serious. But we're talking about Sergeant Slaughter here, guys. All right? <laughs> He's not standing in front of Starbucks asking you to support veterans, asking for a donation. He's just running with a fucking gimmick. I mean, have you seen his chin? What else? What other fucking gimmick was he going to have besides a, a drill sergeant? Like, 
So to the dickheads that are fucking some, cause somebody put out like this extensive article uh, about this shit. Was it a thread on Twitter? It was just a long-winded article about how full of shit Sergeant Slaughter is, and I'm sure Sergeant Slaughter will be like, uh, "Yeah, I am full of shit. I'm a fucking wrestler." So yeah, I told some fucking fake war stories. I'm Sergeant Slaughter. Like, what do you want me to do? Talk about my keto diet? (laughs) When you found out Undertaker wasn't a fucking Undertaker, did you fucking? I'm gonna eat this keto. Like they call him the fucking. They call him the dead man. Are you fucking out here getting at him because he wasn't, you know? Dead. Kane was wearing a fucking mask with a fucking wig attached to it. Like, come on, bro. Shit is corny. But this is the thing, though. Like, people want so much reality in a community that's based off of imagination. Like, yo, dude, like, like when, when people like The Fiend come around. Viking Raiders or the Jurassic Express and AEW with a fucking dinosaur. Dude, it's supposed to keep you out of the realm of reality, bro. Yeah. Just it's a TV show. Just take it for what it is. You know, and then I, I I'm reading a thread and <laughs> one part of the thread is like, oh wrestling fans say, Oh, if you don't like it, keep, you know, watch something else or you know, this is this is just what it is, but it, it in reality it is what it is. Why keep on dissecting it and trying to make it look whack? Why? I mean, this is this is the age that we're in. Like we're in the information age where everybody has all of this at their fingertips. We're also in the social media age where everybody has an opinion. So when you take the social media age with the fucking information age, you just got a bunch of people that are just whining and crying about every single thing. But you know what? You know what I noticed? And you know what I know? What up? Is that a lot of these people that will take a picture of an empty arena and post about it, talk shit. Are the same people that are subscribed to the network. Yep. Uh, paid to go to that event. Yep. Paid $17 for a soda and a hot dog. Yep. Probably swallowed that hot dog whole. Whip <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a lot of times you can't even take these people's opinions on shit because they're just fucking talking. Yeah. Like they're just like. People want to be funny. People want to be hateful. People want to troll. People want to play dumb. Like, there's just so many different fucking characters that people portray on these social networks. And it's like, it's pointless to even look at that shit and and think of it, you know, to have any relevance. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know how we got to that point. Well, we got that. But shout out to the Nation of Domination. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't get one. We didn't get one today. You heard boop, boop, boop. <laughs> But this right here was a great episode. I could have sworn this show was only going to go about like 30, 40 minutes, but we are an hour and 11 in. And do you have a song for the pod? Oh, wow. Yes, I do. Let me I, I've, been, I've been listening to some really ratchet shit. Let me, uh, let me go to the title. Shout out to the uh, black man. 
<laughs> been going to some real um, ratchet shit. Well, lately I've been listening to the. Uh, I finally got off the uh, Freddie Gibbs album. So shout out to Freddie Gibbs. I've been listening to a lot of the Marcialago. Oof, um, nice, just the rock nice, Marciano nice. You know what's funny though? Like, I, I've been listening to the Jack Boys EP. I'll say it's EP. And Marcialago. Those are the two things I was listening to. Yeah, I, I, gotta, I gotta check that Jack Boys. I haven't heard that shit yet. Did you listen to the Eminem album? I, I listened to it here and there. What did you think? I think it was a... Compared to the last couple of Eminem albums, it was actually awesome. Mm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I'm, I'm about this, and I will say this. I haven't really listened to an Eminem album since the Eminem show. Okay. Because my favorite Eminem albums are the first two. Of course. The and LP Marshall, and... Marshall the, oh, my God. Jesus. Marshall Matters LP is the best thing he's ever come out with. And yes, yeah, he did, you know, a lot of drug talk in there, but there was a lot of other shit in there as well. Storytelling. Storytelling was was at a fucking top notch. It was just top notch. But everything else he had came out with, you know, that kamikaze and all this other shit. Like, I was like, eh, that's not M, bro. This album right here, M was spinning. He was spinning. I haven't got to it yet. Um, Last week, we ended up with Pop Smoke, right? Yeah. Yeah, Christopher Walken. That Pop Smoke song. Shout out to Pop Smoke. Um, I'm also listening to the uh, Money Bag Yo. Album. Okay, time's up, right? Uh, time's reason, up. Yeah, for some reason, I like Money Bag Yo. <laughs> so okay. That, as soon as I said Money Bag Yo, I started playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that song right there, that uh, I bitch you played. Alright, so that's what we playing. That's Pretty what we playing. But you can play something off that Jack Boys. Put me on the sun. I haven't heard it yet. So Word? Nah, I haven't heard the Jack Boys joint yet. I gotta get to that. Um I mean they got this joint right here. Excellent. It's your boy Pop Smoke. Yeah, huh? Niggas front of the jewels. That's a new song? Because that sounds just like... Oh, this is a joint with Shaq West. Shout out to all of them. I mean, we got a couple of things, so what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Um. Yeah, let's go with let's go with that joint. Let's go with that joint. Yeah, I yeah. bet. So we're gonna go with the the Jack Boys with Shaq, Shaq West, or the one with uh Pop. You know what's crazy, man? Shaq West, like he had that song Mo Bamba. Yeah. Like that song is huge, bro. Have you have you ever seen like the videos of that song yeah. being performed at like those fucking um those uh, festivals? Yes, yes, my man. Yes. Have like a hundred thousand fucking people like going, yo, bro. Shout out to Shaq. Well, I didn't even know he was from Harlem. Yeah, he's from Harlem, G. That's pretty dope. That's right. how you know Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba, the Bronx. You already know. That's what's shout up. Shout out to the X. Well, shout out to Shaq. West. this is the 20 by 20 podcast, and this was episode 89.
We are your hosts, Nathan McFly. It is your nigga Woodrow, man. Shout out to everybody. We out here. We putting on. We doing what we do. You know, just keep rocking with us. Got a lot of new things on the way. Look out for that Brian Pillman. Aha. Uh-huh. Coming out soon. Aha. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That shit is going to look marvelous. Marvelous. My man, like. Yo, shout artwork, out to Dream Match Wrestling, bro. The artwork, you know what I'm saying? Um, the flavor of fabrics that, you know, you put in that artwork onto. It's pretty fucking like, I'm pretty, you know, I'm very happy for you. Very happy for the 20 by 20. Yes, for the 20 by 20s for us, bro. So just keep looking out for what we're doing. And yeah, man, this is the 20 by 20 podcast. What? We out. We out of here. We doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gang back in the stool. Yeah. Gang back in the stool. Young nigga win, 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 win. How can I lose? Uh, how can I lose? Uh, how can I lose? Uh, I ain't with the gang, 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 gang. Feel they gon' shoot. Uh, me and Travin' the coast. Paparazzi, we see your roof. See your bitch getting loose. Huh. I'm in LA with the views. Huh. I'm in LA with your boo. We on the quest with the tribe. It's way too late, pick a side. Jack make them boys come alive. Better not fuck up the vibe. Running this shit with a stride. And you know my gang the flies. I'm with the gang, 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 gang. Boys having out of coops. I'm switching lanes, trying to maintain. Ducking boys in the blue. I see you holding out of my chains. I'm needing all of the Best believe I got the scoop. scoop. I can make a hundred right now. Give it all to the troops. Whole squad got the juice. Send a stand like a flu. Whole spot going on. Tack was on the move. In the H rubber screw. Flaming Harlem with the goose. We was wellers giving scoop. Now we can go make the. Now we can go make the millions. Turning down my crew. Head to jack on my shoe. In these kids. I came from the mud, straight to the top She was outside, double park I'm from New York, she like how I talk She need an ass, it's bought Came to my chambers, we went wild Show the bitch crazy, gave him more mouths I'm a young jock, nose going down Smoking that jack, get about a pound Don't need the pussy, I'm in and I'm out But I'm still smoking that loud Hit my hoes and I'm in town They know who got the scouts I went to gang, 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 gang Boys having out of coops I'm switching lanes, trying to make Young nigga rich, but I'm still from the trenches Luxury tax, my water by G P.R.I.U. bitch, I bang what I bleed I'm passing out pills, I'm a geek at the VIP One shot to the head and make sure he don't miss I fuck on the bitch, I've been stalking on fifth Still pulling it back, they say it don't exist Fifth got some vibes at the crib Like, I wanna fuck right now Keep hundreds on hundreds for real Bitch, I'm going up 
right now. Bitch, roll with some weed, you know, gang in the stew. Bottles on bottles, 1942. Models on models, this shit nothing new. You might kiss some shots, take your shots at the crew. I like my hoes by the two. Blue 800K on the coupe. We fucked it with nothing else to do. You play with the flame, I'ma shoot. It's a hundred round drum, I got mob ties. It's a double limb truck, ain't no broke vibes. Now we only take jets for the hard times. No, I call up them killers, they gon' slide. Bitch, I want the gang. I want the gang, 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 gang. Boys hopping out the coops. I switchin' lanes, tryna maintain. Duckin' boys in the blue. I see a holdin' out of my chains. I'm needin' all on the loose. When I'm riding off on my side, best believe I got the scoop. I can make a hundred right now, keep it all to the truth. Whole squad got the juice, send a stand like a flute. Whole squad going up, track boys on the news. Yeah.